Hey everybody, and welcome to Frosty Thoughts, the podcast where I look at whatever movies or shows that I feel like, and give you my honest opinions and critiques. Continuing with the Star Wars marathon, we are at the second spin-off film, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Rogue One came out in 2016, and it had Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Ben Mendelsohn, Mads Mikkelsen, and Donnie Yen in the starring roles, and was directed by Gareth Edwards. This was the first live-action, theatrically released Star Wars film that didn't follow the main characters of the series, um, and kind of the main plot to a point. And I remember being pretty hesitant when I first saw the trailer, but after watching it many times, the film, not the trailer, I can definitely say that I adore this film. It's not as good as the first two films, the original first two. But I debate that it's one of the best Star Wars films, period. So Rogue One follows the story of a ragtag group of rebels who acquire the Death Star plans that eventually uh, Luke, what would allow Luke to blow up the first Death Star. One of the main reasons I like this film is the focus on war, because up until this film, we never really saw a war from all of its sides in the Star Wars universe, whether that be the espionage, um, assassinations, or both ground and naval combat. And when I say naval combat, I mean the spaceships and space cruisers and all that. We really never saw that, at least kind of to this extent. We kind of got that in Return of the Jedi, but, well, I'll get to my, um, we'll eventually get to Return of the Jedi, and I'll get to why I didn't exactly like that part of it. And we kind of saw ground combat in Attack of the Clones, but that was almost all CGI. And this has a... It is... There is not a lot of CGI in this film, of course, for, like, the space battles and stuff. But when it's just people, it's just people. And I think that's really cool. It kind of ties in the care and passion that were in the original... Uh, that was in the original trilogy and kind of but uses the modern day technology that the prequels were trying to use kind of to a fault um, it also does a really good but kind of subtle at the same time of showing that there are gray areas in this world in Star Wars kind of a series that I've always felt has ri- has very distinct kind of black and white hero and villains this is the good guy this is the bad guy The good guy does a good thing, the bad guy does a bad thing. But, and kind of while it's not gone into much depth, we still kind of were presented with the idea that the quote-unquote good guys still do bad things. There's one scene where they're kind of a group are talking and they're talking about how they've they've killed people, they've assassinated people for... the cause they believe in even though they didn't believe in taking those actions and I kind of I like that aspect of it but if you're not looking for a deeper Star Wars or your movies to have gray areas and you just like the series about space wizards and laser swords to have action this film has you cover in spades the act the whole film has a lot of action but it definitely peaks and is at its best 
in the Act 3 climax, it's one of the most tense and adrenaline-fueled scenes to be in a Star Wars film. It's so good. It, it's hard to put into words, but it's just amplified by an incredible score, and it, it just shows that you can have great Star Wars music even without John Williams. Don't get me wrong. I love John Williams and his work. But it's nice to kind of see that when he passes, which he's an old guy, that's eventually going to happen, they still have good composers for these Star Wars films. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but Darth Vader kicks ass in this film like he's never kicked ass before. Oh, he's really cool in this. And they have... um. Ah, why can I not remember his name? James, James Earl Jones, the voice actor that voices uh, Vader. My only complaint, and it's kind of more on the minor side, would be the main cast. Kind of like I mentioned before, Vader is really cool. Some of the side characters are really cool. But the main cast, I kind of felt myself sympathizing more with their cause more so than their personal motivations and beliefs, if that makes sense. Uh, not that they, they were really well, they were well acted, they were written for really well. It's, I don't know what it is about it. It's just kind of, it might be an amalgamation of things. Just like the writing and acting and character kind of creation. I don't think I ever really hit it out of the park. I think it was just what it needed to be, which is fine if you, like I said, great action, so you can't have characters that are just what you need them to be. But I think what would have made this film amazing, even better than it already is, and it's a great film, would be kind of more interesting characters. They kind of introduce a bit too many, almost. But even with those uh, elements that I mentioned, this was how you do a Star Wars spin-off. It was incredibly refreshing after I was pretty disappointed by Solo. And with that said, I give Rogue One a Star Wars story an 8 out of 10. I hope you've enjoyed uh, kind of listening to me talking about the Star Wars films, because I, I loved going back and re-watching the ones from my childhood, the ones that... I saw in theaters and got a rewatch, um, so it's just a bunch of fun for me, which is what this is all about. Those are the Frosty Thoughts, and as always, thanks for listening.